I love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, comedian Shan Carr, and Gay Desert Guides, Brad Fur. Well, welcome to the merry month of May with the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast number 96. Sort of an inverted 69. I don't know where my head is. <laughs> I'll change the subject. Stop. <laughs> How y'all doing, guys? Pretty good. I just went to bingo the other day, and so now all that 069 stuff. Oh, yeah. Is, it's all you know, back right in your there, head. Right there in my mind. I went to Ethel's place, oh, right, at okay. Wilma and Frida's, and she really did an amazing job. There's special menus and... Like it was packed with celebrities and young and old and it was really fun. But, you know, for a while, once you hear the number 69 or any number, B9 or whatever. I mean, what do you say when they say B11 at bingo? B11, B-E-11. Like there's a whole There vernacular. is. And I don't know them all. My, my feeble brain can't keep track of all of them. Oh, me neither. When they so that's out, Roman those... Frida's Ethel's Place, Ethelina Can, who is hilarious. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. good. And she started her bingo uh, on Monday night there. I went to Studio 111 last night and saw Tommy Dodson. Oh, and no. my friends Tom and Jerry have uh, <laughs> been together a number of years celebrating their anniversary. And if you're Tom and Jerry, you just embrace it. So they had their yeah. Tom and Jerry matching t-shirts on. I saw their shirts. And actually I went to my comedy file and I wrote down to be gay is to have a couple of friends who are together who are named Tom and Jerry. Yeah. I, have a, I have a different Tom and Jerry, don't you? I don't. Oh, you don't? Yeah. I don't have a Tom and Jerry. Hey, John, by the way, it's now 111 Bar. It's is the new name for it. They've dropped the studio and it's 111 Bar. And Corey oh, okay. And I'm sorry about that. Uh, That's okay. Corey you're going to be um, doing a, another night of piano music. Ron Pass, who is a, a Valley favorite and uh, has you know, cruised the world as a piano entertainer. Um, and we know him from Stacy's. He's going to be starting up Tuesdays, starting next Tuesday. So we're looking wow. forward to that at 111 Bar. Bar 111. Yes. I've got some news. Well, first, let's let's welcome, uh, let's first thank our sponsors. Palm Springs Nissan, our brand new sponsor for the Nissan Leaf, which glides silently throughout Greater Palm Springs. Uh, you'll see me driving around town with the uh, Palm Springs Nissan Leaf, and we thank you. Flutter through town on your leaf. Flutter, I do, but you don't sputter. No, no. In the Palm Springs Bureau of Tourism, we are Palm Springs, and so we pay tribute to them. In just a few minutes, we'll be talking with uh, the manager of Brandini Toffee in downtown Palm Springs. Speaking of downtown Palm Springs, Village Fest, it is announced, probably will be back once City Council makes final approval. Looks like July 1, Village Fest will be back. It will go from Amato Road to Takwitz and then it will sneak in uh, with a few booths um, to lead into that beautiful Marilyn Monroe statue on Museum Way that we all just cherish and love. Oh, goody. <laughs> I love so it. Village Fest, that's, uh, that's one of the news uh, items that I have for this week. Yeah, for and people you- that are not from Palm Springs and are visitors, it's uh, a tradition in Palm Springs to close down basically the main drag and usually, you know, pre-pandemic, how many people would show up? 10,000? <laughs> or more and uh yeah it's a big street fair on thursdays so well oh. fingers crossed hope that happens soon me too yeah, and they're also going it. to be hopefully approving the fireworks for july 4th 
Oh, good. That's fabulous. That's really cool. Hey, how did the comedy show go? Um, you were yeah. up. Uh, how was that? The one I went to for Jason Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. And Vicky. Oh my God, it was fun. I, but I have to tell you, that place could be the set for a 1988 movie. They have not changed one bit of decor in that place. It's Miracle like a 1988 Springs. movie in Vegas. In Vegas, right? Yes. I mean, I Jason had a blast. They had so much fun making fun of the carpeting and the wallpaper and the weird wood and the, you know, the faux everything. I mean, wow. we sat and had dinner just before I went Stephen Biller uh, from Palm Springs Life. I took him up there so we could have a few laughs and uh, we, we had dinner. And of course, we were sitting next to these faux plants and the brass rails. Uh, and the whole night. I do love that place, though. I do, too. It's, it's so much so fun. Busy. And I can go hopping from pool to pool to pool at, with a live joint smoking. You know, like right. that's what the vibe is of you might as well be in old Vegas there. So it's, this is Miracle Springs. Yeah, Miracle, Miracle Springs, Springs in Desert Hot Springs. I'm so proud of you for getting up there. I know how gay guys like start to melt once they get towards Desert Hot Springs. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, baby steps were getting back to normal. Uh any other uh, news on the horizon of of things opening up? Village Fest is a good good news. What about um What about the space where Chill is moving? What's the word on that, Brad? Yeah. Well, no, Chill is Chill is not moving. Not Rob moving, is, but you know, well, adding yeah, he's adding this new space, um, and he's going to be on the podcast next week to talk about it. Oh, good. Okay, yeah, okay. So because we were we were talking to the the folks at the the inn up the street, and they were like, "Yeah, chills moving." I'm like, "They are." Well, yeah. Okay. Well, not moving, but moving to an additional place, which I'm very excited about. And sounds like it might be even like supper club ish or, you know, who knows with the rumors on the street in this town. I'm glad they'll be in our actual room to give us the the dirt on what's happening. Speaking of old nightclubs, I got to visit Zelda's yesterday, which is now Desert Rose Playhouse and Robbie and his crew are busy boys. I can tell you they had a whole crew there and they are making final preparations. They're trying to do a show in June, which is really ambitious. Um, And then they've got the full season, which is coming back, including Christmas with the Crawfords. Again, oh, good. We love that one. I love that. That is such a Well, and Jason and I are going to do a show there in July. Good. Stuff is happening. I'm, it's going to be 16 months since I've been on an airplane, 15 months, February, oh, yeah. whatever the math behind that is, yeah. 15 months. So I'm getting on a plane to go home and check in on mom tomorrow. And um, and they Oregon just went into lockdown a week ago, not oh, even a week ago. So I can't take her for a mani-pedi or a massage. And then I said, oh, I'll just take her through a walk through the rose gardens. And uh, it's going to rain all weekend long. <laughs> take her through a car wash with the sunroof open. Gosh, it's so hard. But yeah, they're on. I don't know that they had been in full lockdown at all before. Mm. So speaking of travel, we're going to be talking to Nino Eilitz from the Standard magazine. And his May issue is is all about, uh, you know, travel opening up and talking about the, the rules, the regs and the places to go. Well, on that point, let me tell you who we've got on the show today. Today on I Love Gay Palm Springs, we have David Paisley, who is the Senior Research Director at Community Marketing Insights. Michael Holmes from the Purple Room is going to talk to us a little bit about his GoFundMe, which has really been going nicely. You know, Islets from the Standard with issue 102. Jimmy Bogle from the Coachella Valley Independent has kept us in touch with the news and what's going on in town. Stephen Radish, who's been the theater critic for the Gay Desert Guide for the last five years. 
and Stephen Tift from Brandini. My name is Stephen Tift. I am uh, the manager of Brandini Toffee in downtown Palm Springs. We are a, a locally based, family owned um, toffee shop that is now 14 years old. Um, and all of our products are made in Rancho Mirage. We're a very well-known brand here within the Coachella Valley. We have a very strong base of local customers who come in and, and do their shopping here, which has helped during um, the initial reopening of downtown Palm Springs. We need everyone to come out and, and shop at businesses and support businesses that are based here in the Valley. Our locals absolutely love Brandini Toffee. When they reopened the store, we had people coming in being thankful that we were reopened and that we were survived. And we just get great support from our locals. Without the local uh, people coming in and supporting us, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be open. Um, there was a gentleman who came in yesterday who had seen a piece on the news about buying local and he said I'm coming down here instead of going online and ordering from Harry and David this year because I need to support the local economy that's what we need more people to be doing I have so much fun going out and and you know getting people to try our product having fun with them and even if they don't take it they'll at least remember me and where they saw me and so that might bring them back we are Palm Springs Wow, that was great. Okay, well, hello. Welcome, Stephen Tift from Brandini Toffee. Thank you. How are you? It's it's nice to see you without a mask on right now. Cause it's it's nice to be without a mask. Isn't it I liberating and awkward? And strange. Yeah, at the same time. It's nice to be able to have a conversation with people wherever they are without having a mask. Stephen, you and your husband have been in Palm Springs about six years now, and uh, Brandini Toffee's been your, your one and only gig here in Palm Springs, correct? That is correct. I felt very fortunate to um, uh, interview with Brandon about three weeks after I arrived and was hired two days later. Wow. You've got a little Shasta trailer sitting out in front of your shop. What's going on there? So Brandon was given the trailer refurbished it and agreed with a young um, entrepreneur to do a pop-up coffee shop in our trailer on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Lovely. It's technically so he, in the business, they call him a canned ham. That trailer. Yeah. yeah Is that what yeah. it's called? Because it's, it's one of those cool 60s trailers that looks like a canned ham, and it's really awesome. So that's now a pop-up coffee shop. Coffee and toffee, I'm, I'm down. Whenever you want to show up, you are more than welcome. I will play host to you. I know you guys have contributed to charities and benefits and auctions and all kinds of things that I participated in. And when somebody sees that little Brandini box girl, we're like, oh my God, that's the one. That's the one. I don't care if it's a bingo prize. You can spot it from a mile away and we all love to get it. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for being with us today as part of the We Are Palm Springs campaign by the Palm Springs Bureau of Tourism. We will be down to see you at Brandini Toffee in downtown Palm Springs.
Thank you so much for inviting me to, to join in the conversation. Well, have a good day and Brandini dreams at night. <laughs> Thank you. I, and I do always. Hey, Michael. Good morning. Good morning. Ish. Next on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, a good friend of mine and a friend of our communities, it's Michael Holmes, the owner of Purple Room Palm Springs. You may know him in a wig and a dress from the Judy show, but he uh, also runs that entire operation with precision and speed and grace. And uh, we are happy to have him here today. Michael, welcome from the Purple Room. I'm here. Early. I don't think anybody's even been in this room this early before. Well, and I can tell that's not just a backdrop. You're really in the magical <laughs> space that is the purple room. It is so, isn't it magic in there? It really is. There's a, a lot of energy in here, even when nobody's here. It's like all of those great supper clubs where sophisticated people would go in old movies, you know, and, and they'd have good food and great entertainment. And it wasn't too big and it wasn't too small. It was just perfect. But the truth is you snatched it back from nearly ghetto disillusion. Like I don't, when was the first time you ever, I mean, right. When you walked in, I used to go in there. It used to be part of a complex. You couldn't even, you weren't even supposed to drink in there if you didn't live there. And you had to sign a waiver to say that you were a guest of somebody from the complex. I remember going in there, dragging my dad in there 20 years ago. And it was not, I mean, I was in love with it, but it wasn't cool at the time. Yeah, it was a little uh, uh, sketchy. South side, yeah, something, you know, <laughs> we used to call it South side, yeah. Right, <laughs> except that in Palm Springs, South side is a compliment. South side's great, that's where I live, yeah. Right? So tell me how you, how did you get your fingers into it and, and decide that you were gonna breathe beautiful purple life back into it? Well, I started performing here when uh, the owners of Trio first opened oh, it up right that's and right. i performed here you know doing jazz and doing the judy show and then right. uh the opportunity came to purchase the room that's, at this hour i had forgotten that was how you came in but yeah that is, and for an artist to really make their mark somewhere and then take it over and there's something about somebody who performs running a space that is performance that just makes it more intuitive and organic. And I mean, you've really, you've made it special. And that's why the GoFundMe project, people have really gotten behind wow. you because we all want to see you succeed. And, and it's been a tough time and it is all about getting behind each other. It is. It's supporting each other. I mean, we've always tried to support the community at large, you know, this, yeah. To me, the Purple Room is my living room. I think the staff takes ownership and they feel the same way. So when you come in, you're a guest in our home um, and you're a friend, you're a friend. You don't have people you don't like in your house, right? So uh, right. you were at a decided friends. disadvantage because you didn't have that outdoor space to be able to continue on with That's the right. entertainment and you know having groups of people it's it's all indoors and that's one of the things that makes it really special because you're you might as well you know, you could be in manhattan it's it's so sophisticated yeah whether it's midnight or noon it's it's always the same time when you're in here you know it's showtime that's what time it that's is that's it let's do that's it exactly I, I grabbed some pictures of some of the people who have performed at purple room Anne Hampton Calloway and Lucy Arnez. There's a great mm -hmm. YouTube of them doing an impromptu, like uh. 
and brought Lucy Arnaz out of the audience and they did a, a great duet. Uh, Lainey Kazan, Tommy Toon, the tallest man in Broadway and one of the biggest stars of Broadway playing Ten there. time Tony Award winner. Exactly. Tommy and, Tony uh, Awards. And you've had Deedles playing there. Oh, yeah. Deeds is a hoot. We have a great time. And she lives right in Cathedral City, so that's convenient. She was thrilled to have a place she didn't have to travel all halfway around the world to play. Yeah. She could just come right over, zip in her car, get dropped off. She comes in, plays, goes home. And, of course, Keisha D was a regular every week. And, of course, she's a local treasure. I have to admit something about the GoFundMe. I've been aware of it, and I'm just going to... I'm going to tell my truth right now, identifying myself as semi-broke. I am now going to pledge <laughs> 20 bucks. I know it's not much, but that's brilliant. But right. beyond that, if you, if you can't afford to give, just share it with your friends yeah. and, uh, and just, just the thought, the support, it means so much. I mean, like I said, we're kind of a family here and at the Purple Room and in Palm Springs and people who live here. It's a very small community, especially with the entertainment community and folks like you, because this is entertainment. Right, Shan? And, Borderline. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so just just the energy. It's the energy. Yeah, it's so it's so important alive. to the fabric of our community, really. It's it's yeah. one of a kind. It's so special. And when you see great entertainers in the business who want to to play that room yeah. and, and be in that moment with oh, our audiences. Right. And you know what everybody says? It doesn't matter if it's Tommy Tune all the way down to the drummer in the back. They love the room because they're not playing a big arena. Right. You know, they're 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 uh right here with the audience you know performance especially musical performance is a huge energy exchange yeah. and uh in shan comedy you know if your audience isn't with you it doesn't matter how funny you are it, that's right it doesn't land you but gotta make that heart to you, heart it's easy yeah. to do hand-to-hand -hand combat in your space right right heart to heart hand-to-hand <laughs> -hand combat which is that is the golden spot the sweet spot that room is good it's a good it's as good of an entertainment space and has been for some time as anywhere in the valley it's a big love fest really <laughs> well michael as we record this today you're approaching 140,000 of a goal of 240,000 it's amazing and sue cameron who has been leading this has just done an incredible job she's a warrior she's just amazing and now she's interviewing a lot of the performers that play here uh she just finished an interview with lucy arnaz it's pretty darn funny and uh <sighs> You get the real deal there, not the stage version of anybody. And I love it. Wonderful. All right. So tell people where to find the GoFundMe. It's on the GoFundMe page. You can um, there's a link to it from our website, purplerooppalmsprings.com. Okay. You can find it on our Facebook page. You can go to GoFundMe and search Purple Room is all it takes. Okay. And then you're right there. And, you know, every little bit helps a cup of coffee, a, a Manhattan. Uh, and if if you can't, if you don't have it, John, if you don't have it, just share it. Yep. And, and we so appreciate it. We just want to keep doing what we do. We want to live the dream. Michael, we look forward to a, hopefully a fall reopening for the Purple Room. And uh, is that kind of the plan right now? Well, I'm, I'm booking the autumn. 
And oh. Oh, the plan man. is to open Labor Day. Wow. God amazing. willing. So amazing, Excellent. amazing. Well, we look forward to seeing the Purple Rooms fall lineup. Michael, yeah. thanks so much for joining us today on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Everyone, please take a check of his GoFundMe campaign. Um, and Michael, I, I know you're very humbled by what people are doing. You didn't set this campaign up. Others set it up for you. And uh, thank you for coming on and talking with us today. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Hi, I'm Sam Harris. I have had the great experience of performing at the Purple Room several times. And it is in danger of going away forever, this iconic spot. So please, please help us save the Purple Room. Thank you so much. Hi, it's Billy Stritch, and I'm coming to you today to speak to you about The Purple Room. Live music is such an integral part of our life and our enjoyment. So uh, do me a favor, be generous, and send whatever you can to help save The Purple Room. They just need to stay afloat for a few more months before it's safe to open, and uh, it will be a wonderful investment for you to make. We have to support live music. We have to support the life that's coming ahead, and uh, we want everything to be there when we can go out and play. Hi, I'm Liz Calloway. Performing live music is so crucial. Please help save the Purple Room. Hi, this is Jane Monheit. Performing live music is crucial. Please help us save the Purple Room. It's Southampton Calloway. Please, please join me and do the same thing. Please choose life and art. Well, coming up next on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, Nino Eilitz from The Standard, Jimmy Bogle, and we'll also be talking with our theater critic from Gay Desert Guide, Stephen Radish. But first, a message from our sponsor, Palm Springs Nissan. Save big during the Memorial Day savings event going on all month long at Palm Springs Nissan, where you can take advantage of higher trade-in values than you ever thought possible and get 0% financing for up to 84 months on 14 different models. Plus, make no payments for up to 90 days. You can choose from hundreds of Nissans available, including Leafs. I saw them on the lot. Memorial Day savings all month long happening at Palm Springs Nissan today in the Cathedral City Auto Center. A truly exceptional experience. Get started at palmspringsnissan.com. That's palmspringsnissan.com. Next up, we've got Nino Eilich from the Standard Palm Springs Magazine. He is a charmer. And it is uh, issue 102? Yes, correct. Oh, my gosh. Correct. Who knew? We don't have any here. Tell us about what's going on in the May issue of the Standard. Okay, well, we've done the May issue of the Standard is uh, we're doing our travel edition. Yep, Um, all right. So basically, uh, every year we do, we kind of dedicate some stuff to to travel and uh, we kind of highlight some of the destinations that are key to the LGBTQ community and are popular with the LGBTQ community. And this year for 2021, 
it runs the gamut from Canada to South Africa to Puerto Rico, which I'm where I'm from. Yay. Um, you know, and even some places in the States and the criteria that they're using to select these particular uh, destinations is obviously gay folks travel there and they report back. And they say, this is great. This is has some a, a really lively gay community and there's restaurants and bars and all the kind of fun and all these sort of things that they do. And that's what we picked. And we have about um, I think about 12 or 14 particular ones with photos and all these sort of things in the issue. So kind of very cool pictorial kind of feel for it. Um, and in the same note, what we've done is uh, another article on how to fly, fly safely. Uh, you know, obviously following all the protocols for the COVID situation and all that. Um, they want to continue with the, with the um, six feet distancing and, you know, all those protocols that everybody knows, you know, they make sure you bring your alcohol wipes just in case they don't, they don't have uh, alcohol service. You could suck on those while you're, <laughs> while you're uh, I was thinking that. I was thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, they said, you know, wipe down all your stuff, blah, 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 that kind of thing. And then with that also, in another article we did was uh, we found some of the places that are allowing folks to come in if they, they provide proof of vaccination. So, that alone, more perks of showing, you know, get vaccinated, you have more perks. I think that's going to be the future. You know, you're going to have to come in and show your, your, you know, instead of the secret handshake, you're going to have to show your uh, vaccination card to get into certain things and able to get into certain countries as well uh, without having to isolate and without having to quarantine. So uh, I think that's, I think that's something to go in the right direction, in my opinion. Uh, you know, the whole thing with the vaccination. Don't you, see, don't you see that kind of like service animals where everybody's going to abuse it and have fake, you know, fake cards? Have they, oh. Did you talk about that at all? On, on no, we haven't, we haven't hit that yet. But I think that what, in my opinion with that is, um, again, folks are going to have, because they're doing the electronic ones as well, where you have to register kind of like almost like a passport. Yeah. So that's what they're looking into as well. So obviously, uh you know, all these things are happening with that. And um, again, I think it's it's going in the right direction, in my opinion. Well, now I'm starting to see it happen. I know that, um, I mean, Atlantis was just in Cancun this last yeah. week and yeah. uh, Vakaya is headed to Provincetown mm -hmm. in a few weeks and yeah. stuff is kicking off and they had a great time. I mean, everybody in Cancun was just as happy as they could be with it. Yeah, I had several friends who went and they reported back because I said, OK, go and report and let me yeah. know what the situation is. So maybe I'll go next year. But um, this year I didn't want to go because, you know, it's kind of early for me as well. But um, it, it, yeah, I mean, I, I think, again, and that's a you know, and they're and they're bringing that up, be vaccinated, be to to yeah. be able to go to these things, which is which is smart, I think, you know. Um, now, some other things that we put in the magazine this month. Uh, obviously, Steve Chase is coming up, the virtual it? Steve Chase. Um, uh, also, we talk a little bit about aid assistance uh, program and Food Samaritans. Um, they're having their annual, their first non-virtual event which will be the fourth of july event at the o'donnell right i saw um, that come out i saw yeah. some advertising it on tim o'bailey's page yesterday and yeah it's and like a lot of fun and we all just miss you know that yeah. under the stars it's so, so and that's the, and that's a segue for what we did in the photo rewind this year this month yeah. was that we did four pages dedicated to the past 
uh, evening under the stars. So we have some, yeah. some oldies, but goodies and some really fun photos in there. And some, some really good memories. I have, have to ask you every time you're on, um, about IBC, is there yes. any, uh, word well, on that? Just, uh, so, you know, IBC, we signed the contract tomorrow. Oh, good. oh good. Where do we know uh, yet? Or is it a secret? Sorry. Is it a secret where it's going to be? No, it's going to be at Zoso. It's not going to, we're not moving it yet. Uh, anyway, because they're still doing, they're, they're still, even with the new management company and so on, they're still treating us the right way and doing the right thing with some of the things that we're doing. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's going to be there uh, 24th to 28th of uh, February, 2022. And so uh, we start, uh, hardcore promo and all these sort of things you know as soon as we sign the contract as soon as the ink starts drying we're going to start pushing it so we we always do acronyms for every event and i always try and like identify them for those who are not initiated uh ibc stands for international bear convergence correct one of the largest uh bear events on planet earth and uh, you know <laughs> you do a great job you were the last event before the pandemic and correct, you were. correct. we were very well, lucky I also have to tell you, I have some of the most beautiful pictures of you and David, your husband, and and our little circle of friends uh-huh. over the years, and especially the last few years at Evening Under the Stars. Yeah. Pictures of all of us around the table. I usually yeah. sit with you guys and Timo Bailey and uh-huh. of them tying your tie and your little, <laughs> little outfit and pictures of us on the dance floor with our yeah. hands just, you can see the jubilation coming yeah. out of us. I mean, yeah. Some amazingly gorgeous pictures of you. Yeah. I'll, Thank you. See if I can find some because yeah, I'll, send them. I'll send them. Cry. I took. Some you, you know what, what? I always thought about evening on stars. To me, is one of the most fun. I think events is it, yep. it's it's people let their hair down, kind of thing, and and just go and party and have a blast. Well, they put their tux on and let their hair down all at the same time. Pretty which much. Is pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. spent some beautiful evenings with you there. Thank you. I, I did look forward too. to looking through and seeing it. I haven't opened up uh, the issue yet. So yeah, I've- open it up. There's a couple other articles in there. We did it. We did a piece on Halston. The series is coming up uh, in June. Uh, and there's also a little blurb there where Ewan McGregor uh, talks about how some of the gay actors in Hollywood are responding to a straight actor taking on a gay role. Mm. And, you know, and he brings up, you know, the whole thing. Hey, if that was Halston's only aspect in life as being gay then maybe that would have been a different story but it's not so there's more and it's a little bit more in depth than that i do understand that but i still argue the point that only straight actors have ever won an award for playing gay actors no gay actor has ever gotten even nominated for the leading role of playing a gay person right well how uh, many I, I, gay people have gotten awards for playing straight people obvious. that we don't know of? Right. Yeah. Oh. True. True. And I, mean, I don't think it should be always, but somewhere right. in the right. history, right. there should but, be. You know, yeah. And, and there's a, like I said, in the article, there's some comments from some of the, obviously, uh, Billy Porter mentioned, mentioned and yeah. as, as, as uh, so is the uh, creator. Having trans actors play trans actors. Thank yeah. you very much. Well, on that same note, really quickly, we did a piece on a documentary that's coming out in June uh, called The Sound of Identity. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, about the first trans woman to take on a major role in an opera. It's, it's historic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's historic. Okay. And, I, and I was amazed by it. My name, her name is uh, uh, Lucas, uh, uh, Lucia Lucas. 
Okay, wow. And um, it's 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 going to be a really nice, a really f- interesting documentary, I think. You know, and and the place where it took place was in Tulsa, of all places. So really? I didn't know yeah. Tulsa had an opera. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> well, you can find out about it by uh, opening up your screen, whatever it may be, to mm-hmm. thestandardps.com. Right. Thank you so much. You bet. Anytime. Thank you. I'm Nino. always here. Just give me a shout. <laughs> okay. okay. Take care, guys. Welcome to one of the four boxes on the screen. Our <laughs> favorite friend, uh, the publisher and owner of the Coachella Valley Independent. Please welcome Jimmy Bogle. How's everyone today? Doing great. Amazing. How about you? I'm doing good. You know, um, I wasn't on the podcast last week because I was actually in Reno uh, with my husband, Garrett, for the first time since, you know, everything. Uh, We were there visiting um, Garrett's dad and stepmom and my mom, and it was absolutely lovely to be able to do that. It was a little frightening at times um, if you're flying anywhere on the weekend on Southwest through Oakland, expect a pretty gosh darn full flight. Okay, that's what um, I'm about to um, do tomorrow. Yep, so, so, but it was really nice to be able to actually do that. And because of the vaccines feel somewhat safe doing it. And of course, you know, see loved ones that aren't gonna be around forever and that, you know, you haven't been able to see for the last year. So it was really nice. Southwest, again, I haven't flown, flown Southwest out of here ever because they've only been here since October yeah. or November. But yeah, you either have you do either have to go to Phoenix or Oakland or something or Salt Lake City or whatever it is. Yeah, better I than driving like to LAX. Phoenix. Right. Uh, I'm yeah. tempted to wear that little astronaut helmet that I had just just <laughs> do the whole thing, do the whole well, flight just so people yeah. Please wear the propeller boobs too, because that'll oh, keep the yes. moving and it will keep the germs. I will say though, you know, we keep hearing news stories about um, mask holes, as yeah. some people call them, where people don't want to wear their yeah. masks. We, um, you know, on our four flights uh, to Reno and back, everyone that we saw was following the mask rules. On the plane, uh, you know, if, if, you know, you got your your four options for drinks, that's all there are these days on Southwest Airlines. There's four options. And, um, you know, if you're drinking your 7-Up, um, most people were taking a sip, putting their mask back on. So everyone was really well behaved for lack of a better word so that was reassuring well, we learned a trick from nino you can just uh, ring out your uh, your alcohol wipes wipes your handy your- wipes just nurse on them suck on the <laughs> corner of your handy wipe is I have nino that- okay is nino okay no. yes. <laughs> he's always found a way to find a martini where there wasn't one you know yes well jimmy it's been a few weeks go ahead i said well, Jimmy, it's been a few weeks and we've been missing uh, talking about the Daily Digest. Tell us what's new this week. Well, actually, what is new is um, for our May print edition in the beautiful yeah. Oh, there. lovely. And every, every time I look at this, I end up wanting a donut, which is kind of annoying. But um, yeah. uh, Kevin, Fitz, Kevin Fitzgerald did a story on uh, vacation rentals and how the Titus kind of seems to be turning against them in a lot of Valley cities. Uh, in March, uh, Cathedral City overwhelmingly approved a phase out of them by January 1st, 2023. Well, actually, in the newest Daily Digest on Wednesday, um, the vacation rental uh, 
owners, oh, v, v Ron Palm Springs. I'm blanking early in the morning here on the actual, what it stands for. Vacation uh, rental, rental owners. Network. Neighbors of Palm and Springs, I think. Yeah. Um, but they actually did a poll back in April uh, to kind of see if such is the case in Palm Springs, because three years ago, uh, voters overwhelmingly rejected a proposed ban. Yeah. And you've always got to take... Um, polls by organizations that are funded by organizations that end up supporting that organization's position with a grain of salt about the size of this room. Um, but uh, we talked to Bruce Hoban from Biron PS about the poll and um, it was it was done by a fairly reputable pollster. The questions were not push poll type questions where they're designed to get a specific answer. Mm -hmm. And according to this poll, um, you know, there's still a lot of support for vacation rentals in Palm Springs. And he attributes that to the fact that uh, Palm Springs has the strictest rules and regulations in the valley, and so um, so that was the, what was in the Daily Digest yesterday, along with all sorts of mostly good uh, coronavirus news. Um, India's got some problems, some very bad problems, and but you know locally we're doing really well. It looks like we're on track to fully reopen the economy on June fifteenth, although not quite but well and i'm i haven't had my eyes on it as as you have but i'm going home to oregon tomorrow and they went on lockdown for the first yep. time last week they right? did so and, that and, happening and, in other states yes oregon is, is doing some stuff out of a little bit of an abundance of caution because their numbers started doing this it isn't like michigan um <laughs> which up until recently was it was really michigan was scary for a while what was going on there and fortunately that's finally calming down um, but yeah, Oregon actually put a pause on everything and closed indoor dining for for a week or so. And um, oh, you know, we're, we're not through this yet. We are not through this yet. And literally where we are here in California and even in Riverside County, we're doing as good as anywhere else in the country right now. That's when you were with your family in Reno, uh, if you had a stopwatch going, how long were the hugs? They were a little bit longer than normal. I, 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 I was I was trying to enjoy them um, rather than time them. <laughs> um, it was it was good. The other thing that um, that was really interesting about the Reno trip is throughout all of this, up until pretty much we got on the plane to Reno, we have been outdoor dining only. We have not been eating indoors. Well, uh, when we landed in Reno, um, the temp the low temperatures were in the twenties, and there was actually a, a minor snowstorm on the uh, first day that, or the second day that we were there. So let's just say that the um, indoor dining band-aid got ripped off. And <laughs> so um, we did plenty of indoor dining in Reno and, you know, it was a little nervous at first. And uh, there were a couple of uh, restaurants in Reno that were seemed to be flouting their 50% restaurant capacity a little bit. Uh, but uh, it was so it was a little scary in times, but you know it was just starting to do these things. Um, and Garrett and I went to Paul Bar, one of my favorite places in town, for the first time since this all happened last night. And they're indoor dining only, and it was so nice to be back there. A little scary, but very nice as well. So, you know, all of us are starting to having to make those decisions on what we're comfortable doing now that things are reopening and the vaccines are out there and. It's going to be fascinating and hopefully very, very lovely year for those kind of things. Well, you know, we went out for evening uh, dining out for life, Brad and Melanie and a handful, Michelle of us and stuff. And uh, 
Charles, Michael, and we lasted about 10 minutes inside because when we arrived, it was 11,000 degrees outside. Yep. And even the misters couldn't keep the table from being on fire. Um, and so we went ahead and let them set us inside. And within minutes, the sun set. And I don't even remember who it was at the table who said, you know, can we move outside? Because I think there's that moment where you're like, I'm OK, I'm OK. And then you're like, Zoinks, I'm not OK. Yep. And there was just no weirdness, not from the staff, not from anyone else at the table. We picked up our stuff. They accommodated, accommodated us outside. And and that's just part of pushing through, getting ready, I yes. think. I, I honestly, I don't even remember who it was, but somebody just had a moment where like, OK, yeah. yeah. That's OK. Yeah, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. You've got to do what you're comfortable with. And um, props to the restaurant for uh, being accommodating with that. So no yeah, they really were. That was Rick's grill. Rick's, cool. grill. Rick's yeah. desert grill, man. That was good. Mm -hmm. well, Jimmy, thank you for being with us today on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, the May edition of the Coachella Valley Independent as he holds it up for our Zoom audience today uh, on newsstands. Now, I love the cover, Jimmy. It looks great. And um, we look forward to reading uh, everything that's inside of there, either online at cvindependent.com. Um, or pick it up again at the newsstand. And Jimmy, we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. Bye, honey. Next on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, Senior Research Director at Community Marketing and Insights, David Paisley. We know it as CMI. The work that uh, CMI does helps in sponsorships of LGBTQ organization, advertising dollars in LGBTQ media, and the inclusion of, of our people uh, in their larger general marketing campaigns. David, welcome and thanks for coming on today. No problem. Thanks a lot. I just migrated up the hill on May 1st to no surprise as it's gotten hot in Palm Springs. It's basically like the census for the gays. Pretty much, right. but mean, even more more granular. What is the weirdest trend you have seen in the last few years? Something that makes you go, "Wow, I didn't well, expect that." Well, I don't know if it's necessarily weird, but I think it's just where the where the community has gone over the last almost twenty five years. I mean, all honestly, when we started this project, we it was the gay market, and by that we really meant the gay male market. Um, and then it became the gay and lesbian market, and then it became the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender market. Um, and then as the community grows um, and we become more aware and educated about gender identity and sexual orientation. We now call it the LGBTQ plus market, right? And that plus is very important because the market is expanding with, with a greater understanding of uh, what gender identity and sexual orientation means to people. It's a powerful thing. And the, the letter Q is uh, remains an argument in our community. A lot of the seniors aren't in love with the term queer. And a lot of the youngsters feel like uh, that it is the most inclusive thing they could possibly say. And, and so how do you reach out to get that broad input? I mean, I think I've been following that your research, like I wait every year for your annual travel report to come out or, you know, whatever. I, I always, I've gone to a couple of your presentations where you've been directly talking about what's happening in Palm Springs, right? I mean, you guys are anchored. How do you get your hands out there into the community like that? Well, we really couldn't do it without the partnerships we have. And we have a partnerships with about 300 LGBTQ media and organizations across the United States. Um, they help us distribute our research and it's a, a good win-win situation for everyone, but we've built really good, I think good relationships with a lot of the LGBTQ organizations. And because we've always been sort of independent, third party, um, people trust sort of our intentions and also our data. 
Well, here in Palm Springs, here at Gay Desert Guide, we're a partner with you, uh, as is the Desert Business Association. So on our site, Gay Desert Guide, you'll find the survey. We invite everybody to take that survey. And that's really the reason, David, we wanted to have you on. It's the 15th time you've done the community survey. You've obviously done lots of bodies of research over the years, but this one is the big one. And, and I think this is really an important year uh, coming out of COVID um, with, with all the various movements that have happened over the last couple of years or last year or so. I would say this is probably one of the most important surveys that people Yeah, and I really do appreciate your support. Um, and it's the support of organizations and media like yours that makes this uh, research happen. And also just to really stress that the results are provided to the community for free. So it's not like we collect the data and then hoard it and sell it. Actually, the results are put out there for free on our website. And if you go to our website, which is cmi.info, you'll find the results from last year's survey, but you'll also find just dozens of uh, different research projects that we do that's just put out there free of charge for organizations or companies or nonprofits to see and learn from um, and to use, hopefully, to build their maybe um, advertising base or sponsorship base. Yeah, I, I'm very interested. I, I go to your site for, you know, cool reading because I really love the research that you do. I mean, not every nerd is going to be as interested in it as a research thing as I do. But it's I call there's I call a group of people promosexuals. I've always called myself a promosexual. I make a living inside of the gay community. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the information that you garner is super important to what I do. I, I'm grateful for it. Right. And we do a lot of a lot of like segment work, too. So just for instance, just two months ago, we published the black LGBTQ community survey, which is a partnership with CMI um, and about 60 black LGBTQ media organizations around the country. And that, again, is free. The information's free um, on our website. Honestly, is there a lesbian one? I guess I hadn't noticed. Yeah, well, everything that we do is broken out by gender. So everything that we right. do will break out um, the data for um, for cisgender, lesbian, bi plus women, cisgender, gay, and bi plus men, and then transgender right. and non-binary participants. So in essence, uh, the, the women's market is in every study and those results are put out in every study. Right. Um, I may be alone in this, but I, I suspect I'm not. But when I see a large institutional advertiser like um, Spectrum or Verizon or whatever, you know, throw in those little beauty shots of couples and then suddenly there's a gay couple or right. there's a family or there's somebody who's trans and they show up within just sort of the big mix of, you know, mass market advertising. I always get a little and it's probably because of the information that you have, you know, gleaned over the years that these giant, you know, corporate conglomerates are including us. Absolutely. And what our research will always show is how, to, you know, if, if you go to our surveys, we'll talk about how to effectively outreach the LGBTQ community. And what um, what it will show is that some of the big, most important things that a person that a company can do is, first of all, sponsor, sponsor nonprofits, sponsor our organizations and events. Second of all, support legislation that, is, you know, there's a lot, especially right now with the transgender community, such so many anti-trans bills coming out in some of these conservative states. And a lot of these corporations are actually trying to work against these bills, which is great. Um, and then the third thing is be inclusive. And, uh, you know, what our research shows is that beyond advertising in the LGBT media, we also want to be seen in the general population media. So seeing those little vignettes where a same-sex couple or a transgender person is just sort of mixed in with the group, 
um, is really, really important. And our, our research really started stressing that about 10 years ago. And you started seeing it about five years ago. Now, some companies have been doing it for a long time. I need to say that some companies are really new to the LGBTQ market and some have been doing it really for almost 20 years. And pharmaceutical been. companies definitely have. Yeah, have the, the, three, the three that were first to the market were alcohol. So yeah. companies like Absolute, um, but many of the beer companies, um, travel companies and a lot of destinations like, say, Las Vegas and Philadelphia, New York and San Francisco and Palm Springs have been outreaching to the LGBT community for a really long time. And then what we would say about pharmaceuticals is pharmaceutical companies tend to outreach to gay men. Um, and they actually have a little bit uh, broadening to do um, with their outreach. We'll start getting on planes again. So when people go to uh, Gay Desert Guide and they click on the CMI and, and they, they fill it out, how long do they have to do that? When does the survey period end? For it it just year? launched on May 1st, we'll go till June 30th and results should be published on our website. I'd say about August 1st. Okay. David Paisley, we thank you for joining us uh, from Joshua Tree today on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. And we invite everybody to take the 15th annual LGBTQ community survey found at gaydesertguide.com. David, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, wrapping up this edition of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast for our um, guest today, Stephen Radish, who's directed over 25 plays and musicals. He's been a guest lecturer. He has a couple of fun projects coming up, and he does theater reviews, movie reviews for GayDesertGuide.com. Stephen Radish, welcome to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast for your monthly check-in. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. It's actually going to be a bi-monthly this month. Oh, okay. So much going on. Tell us about it. Oh, well, let's start right away. Um, for those of you who are absolutely sick and tired of not having theater, September 14th, the governor promises New York Broadway reopens. Whoa. Uh, yes. Yay. I do not. They were the last uh, on the phone with them. Um, But the best part is uh, they've already had a whole bunch of new shows. Um, announcing their opening dates. It's like, you know, nothing ever happened. Um, so uh, we've got the um, Sutton Foster and uh, Hugh Jackman revival of The Music Man is one of the first to reopen in October. The American Musical Theater of San Jose, uh, commonly known as AMTSJ, uh, they have put a whole bunch of beautifully produced musicals up on uh, YouTube. Uh, and when I say beautifully produced, some of them are bigger than the Broadway versions. Uh, it, it's amazing what this company has done. The, the one thing I really wanted to talk about tonight um, is uh, this musical I saw the other day on uh, in the reviews on the website. I, you have it up. I'm yes, we do. Um, it, it's amazing, and I'm urging everybody to go see it. Signature Theater, which is outside of Washington in Virginia, um, have everybody's been doing, you know, online theater, right? Which is as close to theater as we can get these days. Yeah. Uh, but they have taken it a whole step further and actually produced it for Zoom um, so that the camera work is amazing. It's so intimate. It's so great. It's a um, gay love story uh, in a musical setting, but the setting itself is really creative. It, it's um, The show is called Midnight at the Never Get, 
which makes no sense at all until you see the show and I kind of give it away in the review. Uh, their act is called Midnight and they're booked in a nightclub called The Never Get. So it's Midnight at The Never Get. Um, and it's a life story and a love story. And the music is pure pastiche of the 1960s. Like imagine Frank Sinatra and Peggy Lee kind of numbers. Um, everything is like that. And uh, it's so passionate and so heartfelt. And the, you know, it's, yes, it's about two men, but really it could be two men, two women, a man and a woman, the issues that they, that deal with their relationship and, and push them together, pull them apart, do all those things that happen in relationships are so universal and so yet specific to this couple. Um, I, I watched it twice. That's how much I liked it. So well, you got to read it. The review is on Gay Desert Guide and it's in our This Week and I Love Gay Palm Springs uh, 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 blurb as well. My little blog that I've written for this weekend. And Stephen, thank you for joining us. We'll have you on My again pleasure. in a couple of weeks. Yes, because I want to talk about what's going on. I'm actually at Agua Caliente, our four-star resort and spa at the moment. And I got stuff to talk about what's happening here. Sounds uh, good. Yeah, so see you all real soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye, Stephen. Ciao, everybody. I want to know what's coming up this weekend in Palm Springs, Brad. Give us the story. Well, the, the, I think the top story that we've talked a little bit about is the fact that City of Palm Springs has rescinded the face covering order. So if you're outdoors and you're fully vaccinated, uh, you don't need to wear your, your mask anymore. But certainly inside, uh, all those indoor settings are still requiring that. Well, there will be no masks on for the DAP Health presenting the 27th Annual Steve Chase Humanitarian Awards. That's because it has been moved to NBC Palm Springs. It will be on Sunday night, 5.30 p.m., as well on all of DAP's uh, social media channel. Scott Nevins will be hosting this great special, and it's honoring women, mothers, and our frontline workers for what they've done for this past year and uh, Keisha D among the, the locals who will be uh, on the DAP Steve Chase Humanitarian Awards 27th annual. And of course, the first time that it's had to be done uh, virtually. I think it was just canceled last year, if that's if yeah. I remember right. All right, our fun and games department has a couple of great things coming up. I am so excited because Alexander Rodriguez has snagged um, the, this great guy, Stan Zimmerman, who was the writer for season one of The Golden Girls. They are coming in town to kick off Memorial Day weekend for an evening on the Lanai. Uh, Thursday, May 27th, 7 o'clock, and that will be at uh, Oscars. And uh, we're still doing some of the Zoom fun and games department events with Hugh Heisel and the folks in New York City. But as Steve Radish was just telling us, it looks like some things will be opening up in Broadway later on this year. Well, um, the 15th annual LGBT community survey from CMI, we talked to David Paisley. We want to remind everyone to take that survey today. You can find it on Gay Desert Guide's website, in my blog, and on our social media pages.
Desert X, it's the final week. I had some friends in from Brooklyn this week and uh, we survived some of the bad wind that was happening. Oh my God, the wind was crazy last week. Uh, but we were you know, blown away, literally and figuratively, with some of the great uh, artwork from Desert X. So last week to catch that, or last couple of weeks through May 16th, Modernism Online Experience. The tickets are on sale for these events through May 15th, and then the viewing uh, can happen on YouTube or on their platform through the end of May. Well, I was talking to Gary Saperstein, at, uh, uh, the guy who hang, uh, puts together Gay Wine Weekend, and now it is Gay Wine Weekends. Starting June 19th through September 11th, things happening both uh, live and virtually at uh, various places throughout Sonoma County, including a virtual online drag bingo, an afternoon soiree at the historic Adobe at the Three Sticks Winery in Sonoma, and all kinds of other events. Participation will be limited, so uh, tickets are on sale for that now. And uh, of course, we mentioned all the LGBT community centers events that are happening on our website. So if you have uh, any needs that you uh, are looking to uh, take care of, Fit in 50, Prostate Cancer Support Groups, Trans Tuesdays, all of these various things are found on gaydesertguide.com. All right, a spotlight and welcome to our new partners, Amp Sports Lounge in Cathedral City, centrally located on the 111 Catwalk. Um, and they are doing drag shows. They've been doing the drag show inside and then having the TV screens outside on the patio so people could watch them. I thought that was ingenious. Really cool. There is also something John Taylor is like, tell me about men's room. Yes, tell me about men's room. It has two Z's. It has two Z's, men's room. Um, it is a gay nightclub, six nights of the week. This is going to be more of a swingers club. And it's at a kind of a secret location in Palm Springs, 9,000 feet, square feet of floor space. They've got a dance floor, ample seating. It's a BYO club. So the way this works is um, on Wednesdays, it will be men's room. They are going to do an open house with all the lights on. You can go in on Wednesday, the 12th, 12th of May and check out the open house and then the grand opening itself uh, where there's a little more fun and frivolity will be on Wednesday, May the 19th. So that is men's room, John. Yes. Um, you know, they have um, opened up um, weekend day passes at All Worlds for the yes. clothing optional uh, folks uh, who like to uh, get a little sun on their buns and uh, they're doing that Saturdays and Sundays and they have the uh, indoor maze open Friday and Saturday nights. They are doing online tickets for that and they are requiring people to have a vac vaccination proof for the indoor maze. So things are baby steps. Yep. Indeed, indeed. And finally, our gay group on hot deals for the week. Nothing bunt cakes as Mother's Day approaches. You might want to check out this hot deal. Save 40%. You get a $20 gift card for just $12 from our friends at Nothing Bunt Cakes. We've got tons of new hot deals coming up very soon. Um, and I'm really looking forward to talking about those each and every week right here. So that's a rundown of what's happening in I Love Gay Palm Springs. Find it all at gaydesertguide.com. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter that we will publish every single Friday. And you can also check us out on our social media pages at Gay Desert Guide. 
I wanted to give a quick shout out. I saw this last Thursday night. We really couldn't pr uh, promote it on the podcast, but it's available to view. Um, Brothers of the Desert got together with CV Rep and they did um, an original work and it would basically be a conversation between African-American poets throughout history if they were all in the same room. And it was directed by my friend Yvonne Jourdain and it's called Speak My Words, Tell My Truth. And it's available for viewing and it's just amazing, multi-generational. And these guys just did a, a bang up job and it's worth seeing. Well, what a jam-packed show it has been. Wow, man. Uh, thanks to all of our guests, and we thank you all for joining us, because we love Gay Palm Springs. And we love you. Mwah. For info on this week's topics, go to GayDesertGuide.com and join the Oasis Insiders Club. Each week, you'll get the Gay Desert Guide This Week in I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter with news, community events, and hot deals. I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, Shan Carr, and Brad Furr. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Listen on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get podcasts.